Hello, this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 18th of April. India reported over 260,000 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, the highest figure since the pandemic broke out. With 1,501 deaths, the toll jumped to over 1,77,000. The country has recorded over 2 lakh infections for the fourth consecutive day. According to the Health Ministry, India is currently reporting the sharpest growth rate in coronavirus cases at 7.6%. The ministry said, and I quote, there is also a sharp growth of 10.2% in the number of deaths. The widening gap between daily new cases and daily new recoveries reflects that the infection is spreading at a much faster rate than recoveries with consistently growing active cases. End quote. At a press conference today, Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal said that the coronavirus positivity rate has risen from 24% to about 30% in Delhi over the past 24 hours. He added that there are less than 100 intensive care unit beds left for patients. as well as an oxygen shortage in maharashtra the shiv sena blamed the election commission and the modi government for the surge in cases in an editorial in samna the party said and i quote china may have been responsible for the outbreak of the pandemic in india but for the second wave of coronavirus the election commission and the center are responsible the virus spread at 500 times more speed to the rest of the country from the states where polls were either held recently or are still underway end quote Indian Express reported that yesterday Union Home Minister Amit Shah said that it was not right to link the surge in coronavirus cases in India to elections Congress leader Rahul Gandhi says he is suspending all his election rallies in West Bengal in view of the coronavirus situation In a tweet he advised all political leaders to think deeply about the consequences of holding large public rallies under the current circumstances In a separate tweet, he alleged that the center's mix of arrogance and suppression of the truth is what is killing lakhs of people. He said, and I quote, "We need humility, a clear vaccine strategy, and income support to contain this virus and related damage." End quote. While Indian Express reported that there are at least five states that have raised the issue of vaccine shortage with the center, Union Health Minister Harshvardhan claims that there is no shortage of vaccines in the country. He said and I quote the total consumption of vaccine so far wastage included has been approximately 12 crore 57 lakh 18000 against the 14 crore 15 lakh doses provided by the center to the states 1.58 crore doses are still available with the states while another 1 crore 16 lakh 84000 are in the pipeline to be delivered by next week stocks of every small state are replenished after 7 days For big states the time period is 4 days end quote Meanwhile the Odisha government has stopped its inoculation drive in over 1000 session sites including its worst hit Nuwapada district due to vaccine shortages Globally the coronavirus has infected more than 13.96 crore people and killed over 3 million since the pandemic broke out in December 2019 according to the Johns Hopkins University Yesterday The Editors Guild of India said that the advisory by the Jammu and Kashmir police forbidding journalists from reporting from encounter sites was draconian and undemocratic and must be withdrawn immediately. On April 7th, Kashmir Inspector General of Police Vijay Kumar warned journalists against coming close to gun battle sites 
with suspected militants in real time. Kumar claimed such media reportage is likely to incite violence or could promote anti-national sentiment. The EGI statement read, and I quote, Visibly, the police is giving an impression of trying to maintain peace by attempting to control the fallout of violence in a high-strung environment. But what is being done instead is an attempt by the security forces to escape from any kind of media scrutiny about the flow of events behind the violence. End quote. The Guild added that a set of guidelines could be put in place to avoid journalists from interfering with the evolving situation and from sensationalizing the matter similar to the norms adopted by responsible governments around the world. It further said that live reporting from conflict areas, including encounters between security forces and militants, is one of the most important journalistic duties of any responsible media. We at News Laundry take journalistic ethics seriously. And we can do that since we are an independent organization and do not rely on funding from the government or private entities. We depend on our subscribers and work hard to bring you the stories that matter. One of these is a follow-up on the Hathras case. News Laundry's Nidhi Suresh has been reporting on the gang rape and death of a Dalit girl in Hathras since last year. Seven months later, she visited the family again to check the status of the court proceedings in the case. The girl's father said, and I quote, we don't feel safe living here. My sons cannot safely go to their old jobs. We really need help. End quote. To know more about the case, head over to newslaundry.com and read Nidhi's report titled Transfer Case Out of Hathras. Family of Dalit Girl Faces Threats in Court. Constant Surveillance. If you would like to support the kind of journalism we believe in, then please do subscribe to us. Our lowest subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. So, pay to keep news free. Researchers at the Indian Institute of Science, Bengaluru, and Indian Institute of Technology at Mandi and Guwahati have released a report that earmarks eight eastern states as most vulnerable to climate change. According to Hindustan Times, the report identified Jharkhand, Mizoram, Odisha, Chhattisgarh, Assam, Bihar, Arunachal Pradesh, and West Bengal, and called for them to be prioritized for funding and efforts to capacitate them against the associated risks. The report released yesterday said, and I quote, Approximately 90% of the districts in Assam, 80% in Bihar, and 60% in Jharkhand fall in the category of 153 most vulnerable districts, exhibiting a high level of concentration of vulnerable districts, end quote. According to the study, the least vulnerable states are Himachal Pradesh, Telangana, Sikkim, Punjab, Uttarakhand, Haryana, Tamil Nadu, Kerala, Nagaland, Goa, and Maharashtra. The study emphasized that the 2020s need to become a decade of climate action and building of climate resilience. The study added, and I quote, As a next step, it is also important to highlight the complexity and non-linearity of climate risks across Indian states. The focus needs to be on climate proofing of geographies, economies, and infrastructure at the state and district level. Identification of risks at a granular level via building a climate risk atlas would be crucial. End quote. Yesterday, the Delhi police arrested actor-activist Deep Sidhu for his alleged role in damaging public property at Red Fort on January 26th. The arrest was made soon after a court granted Sidhu bail in a case related to the Red Fort violence. While granting him bail, the court had said that the prosecution had sought to make an example of him since he was popular but that this hazards a failure of justice and that his continued detention was an infringement of his right to life and liberty. 
Indian Express reported that soon after the court order, a team of the Delhi Police Crime Branch arrested Sidhu from Tihar Jail in connection with an FIR filed in January by the Archaeological Survey of India. The FIR was filed under sections of the Prevention of Damage to Public Property Act, Prevention of Insults to National Honours Act, and the Ancient Monuments and Archaeological Sites and Remains Act, Arms Act, Writing and other charges. Sidhu will be produced before a judge today. Sidhu's lawyer, Abhishek Gupta, said, and I quote, He was granted a regular bail wide order dated April 16th, which was communicated to us on Saturday. However, at around 1.30pm, before he could be released from jail, he was again arrested in another register at the same police station, with respect to the same incident at Red Fort. The need and timing of arrest are extremely questionable, and it is a grave affront to the personal liberty of an individual and runs foul of rights guaranteed under Article 21, end quote. China and the US said they are committed to working together and with other countries on tackling climate change. The announcement comes after several meetings between Chinese climate envoy C.A. Zhenhua and his U.S. counterpart John Kerry in Shanghai last week. Both countries agreed on further specific actions to reduce emissions, a joint statement on Sunday confirmed. The statement read, and I quote, The United States and China are committed to cooperating with each other and with other countries to tackle the climate crisis, which must be addressed with the seriousness and urgency that it demands, end quote. It added that both nations will continue to discuss concrete actions in the 2020s to reduce emissions aimed at keeping the Paris Agreement-aligned temperature limit within reach. Both nations also agreed to help developing countries finance a switch to low-carbon energy. U.S. President Joe Biden is holding a virtual climate summit this week, which China says it is looking forward to. Ahead of his trip to Shanghai, John Forbes Kerry, the United States Special Presidential Envoy for Climate, had told CNN that China's cooperation was absolutely critical to battle the climate crisis. He said, and I quote, Yes, we have big disagreements with China on some key issues, absolutely. But climate has to stand alone, end quote. Yesterday, External Affairs Minister S.J. Shankar conveyed to his Afghan counterpart, Mohammad Hanif Atmar, that India will always stand with the people of Afghanistan. In a telephonic conversation, the two foreign ministers discussed the evolving situation in Afghanistan, following the announcement by the US to withdraw its forces from the conflict-ridden country by September 11th. In a tweet, Jaishankar described his conversation with Atmar as good. He said that they discussed the role of neighbours in the Afghan peace process and that India will stand with the people of Afghanistan. India has been a major stakeholder in peace and stability in Afghanistan. According to the New Indian Express, it has already invested $2 billion US dollars in aid and reconstruction activities in the country. India has been supporting a national peace and reconciliation process that is Afghan-led, Afghan-owned and Afghan-controlled. Last month, Afghan Foreign Minister Atmar visited India, during which Jai Shankar conveyed to him India's long-term commitment towards a peaceful, sovereign and stable Afghanistan. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.